He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Taco Tuesday edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. And we've got a split decision on the market right now with the Dow down 133 it's mostly uh amgen which is down uh, 2.7 almost three percent right now the nasdaq on the other hand is up nine points fifteen thousand nine hundred and eighty nine we've got the s p 500 down two quiet start so far it's at five thousand and sixty seven just a hair off its all-time high. The small caps are up eight-tenths of 1%. They're the stars so far in the market today. Crude oil is up 66 cents to $78.24. Uh, crude's moving up. I, I read that the uh, U.S. is going to buy a little more, put a little bit more back into that reserve after it was drained. Gold is up $5.10 to 2044 the 10 years at 4.29. What's the big story of the morning? Get this. Bitcoin is up 10.5% today. It's up $5,405 to $5,707. Why? Because it's getting ready to split. Welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson. President of Gunderson Capital Management, President, and uh, I'm here with our uh, chief, uh, our chartered financial analyst, Barry Kite, who's also a certified financial planner, which all comes in handy uh, in this business. And Barry, yeah, having is coming up. Yeah, yeah. The story for me, I you know, look, they uh, split stocks all the time. That's not a reason for a stock to go up. Yeah, and of course it's different in the Bitcoin world. It's uh, the the having there is a uh, just a, you know, the, your miners out there when they do you know build a block and make a transaction, um, then they're going to get uh, half the amount of Bitcoin than they used to get. So in other words, you're reducing automatically reducing the supply, which, as we know, supply and demand <laughs> to reduce supply, demand stays the same or increases. What do we get? Yeah, well, and you may right? get more buyers at. 28,000 than 56,000 I doubt it. But this phenomenon went on uh in the uh <clears throat> 2000.com bubble when a stock would soar after announcing a stock split. When in reality at the end of the day you're going to end up with twice as many share or half as many shares. No, twice as many shares but half the price. Okay? So all in all it's it it, it it's a draw. Uh, but I guess, you know, I, the thinking was that it's a big uh, event. Like you say, it does take shares uh, off the market. Uh, it reduces the supply of shares. Uh, and at the same time, it might make the stock more attractive. I mean, Amazon would be a good example. Uh, Amazon did a, what, a 10-for-1 split? 
So now that allows more buyers to come in that can afford $120 a share as opposed to $1,200 a share. But all in all, at the end of the day, it's a draw. So anyways, you got this big move. Uh, it, now, this move in Bitcoin, it, it reminds me of a bubble. Uh, some of the biggest bubbles uh, of all time. You know, I read a book one time on the biggest bubbles of all time. You go back mm-hmm. to the Hall of tu- Holland Tulip Bulbs. <laughs> then yeah. you've got the South Sea Trading Company back in the 1500s, 1600s. Uh, you had, of course, the dot-com bubble in 2000. You had the bond bubble. You had the housing market bubble in 08. Uh, 09 <coughs> and uh, you know I mean it's just a matter of time before a bubble pops up somewhere in the market where it seemingly is going to continue to go up forever without any end and money continues to pile into it until it starts to come unraveled and uh, you know I don't know what's going to become of Bitcoin it's completely unpredictable for me I did hear one guy put a valuation on it using a supply-demand formula and talking about the supply that these new ETFs are going to need uh, to fulfill the demand. Because now you can get Bitcoin exposure for 20 or $30 a share, right, by buying an ETF. And then the ETFs have to turn around and buy uh, into that Bitcoin market. But for me... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's just, in, in, you know, I was going to say in terms of, you know, valuing it, right? I mean, that's that's where, you know, kind of the, the hang-up on uh, on our end and your end has been, really. It's, you know, it's, you can't really, you know, we try to think of it, right, in terms of, say, a stock, as, uh, you know, as you're kind of referencing a stock split and how that, how it, uh, you know, how to value it. And it's, and it's, it's you know, there's, it's really you know, very difficult to value simply because, you know, a lot of Bitcoin out there actually is untraded. I mean, there's folks who, you know, just simply just have held it for 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 you know, since it since it began. Um, and so, you know, what is the true right supply out there? We know that uh, when the having takes place, there'll be, you know, less uh, Bitcoin um, given out per transaction. And so, the go forward supply right is reduced as each having occurs, but. Um, you know, the question is, you know, will some of those, those, you know, coins, quote unquote coins that are held, right, by, a, you know, the majority of folks or a mass amount that's actually not even traded, what happens if that ever hits the market, right? I mean, that's a, that's a, a, well, a supply shock, right? And you look at, too much supply. yeah, you look at other similar, I guess you kind of have to look at it as a commodity. I don't know what else you would, how else you would yeah. label this thing. A commodity has residual value. Uh, like oil, you know, can be used, uh, uh, and uh, gold has residual value in that, you know, you can sew it into the pockets of your uh, clothing uh, if you ever, uh, if the if the money ever goes to hell. Uh, I guess that's the closest uh, equivalent you can draw for Bitcoin. Uh, does it have intrinsic value if 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 the economy were to collapse and uh, and uh, the U.S. currency go to hell, uh, would it have intrinsic value uh, (laughs) that you could go out and buy wheat, uh, land? I just don't. You know what? I just can't sink my teeth into it. I think it's a house of cards myself. I think it's just just below a Ponzi scheme, really. But you know what? People are going to play it. 
I don't think it's going to end well. Uh, but uh, at the same time, people are making money, and they say, go to hell, Bill Gunderson. We're making money in this thing. So have fun while, while it lasts. I'm just not going to get involved in something that I can't put a value on. I guess I'm in the Charlie Munger camp. Uh, and, of course, the European Central Bank, which yesterday uh, kind of uh, dis- dissed it, too. So, anyways, big move in Bitcoin today. It's up uh, $6,000 per coin. I think it's all-time high was around 66000 Yeah, it was right around yeah, 66000 67000 uh, and that was uh, during, during, during the uh, during COVID, the COVID year. years. As interest rates go down, right, kind of similar to gold, all else being equal, as interest rates go down, right, uh, you know, Bitcoin tends to uh, tends to go up, very similar to gold in, yes. that, in that fact. There's a lot of other factors out there, but that's yes. Know, if we hold all the other factors constant, then we can solve for that one, I guess. Yes. So have fun with it. You know, look. I mean, uh, what can I say? Baseball cards, uh, whatever. At least the baseball card has something underlying it. The, there's the actual card, something tangible. Uh, but uh, I just can't wrap my arms around Bitcoin. Market seemed a little tired yesterday, uh, but uh, Elf Beauty, boy, that thing has just taken off right now. Uh, did we write an article about Elf? I want to yeah, say we yeah. did. I'll, I'll find. Uh, I'll find that one. We. Uh, I think we. You know, that was one. That's one of those interesting ones. It was a lot <laughs> like uh, kind of where Palo Alto is at the moment, where. It was, you know, you, you let the dust settle because, you know, I think once we entered that uh, name there. It did go down. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was on news from another company, one of the other, uh, one of the, I think it was Estee Lauder, I don't know, one of the makeup yeah. companies uh, reported something poorly. Literally, I think, you know, in the first <clears throat> week or so we owned it, right? It uh, dropped fairly significantly, and, and and look where it is now. It's powered, uh, it's, powered back. It's uh, one of the fastest-growing stocks in the entire market. Uh, and speaking of Palo Alto, it had a big bounce yesterday. We'll get to the reason why here in a bit. Wrote on uh, September 6th. So you released yeah. that one on September yeah. 6th. And uh, it has just taken off right now. Uh, the one that kind of caught up my... Up 49% since you wrote it. Uh, Not bad. How uh, was the S&P during that same uh, Up uh, just under 13. Well, that's what we call alpha. <laughs> We're all seeking alpha. You came to the right place. I can't guarantee any future alpha but we've delivered a lot in the past well we'll take a look at a sick stock right now look kind of sick to me and then we got a heck of a lot to talk about here today on the best stocks now show we'll be right back Here to the uh, second quarter of today's show, the, uh, the the magnificent seven. You know, if you have dropped from grace here, uh, the one that's uh, looking not too good to me right now is Google, otherwise known as Alphabet. Uh, they pulled their AI face generator, which I guess had an extreme racial bias. Okay. Uh, that's uh, what that's what uh, I heard from different people that tried it. 
that's their AI model, Gemini, which uh, creates a uh, a photo, uh, uh, you know, from 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 words or a phrase, and uh, they announced that they were going to pause the image generation of people and will release an improved vision soon following criticisms of how it handled race. Some of the criticisms included the AI tool's refusal to depict white people and inserting people of color in Nazi uniforms, according to the story by the New York a story by the New York Times. So I don't know. Google seems to be having a lot of issues. Uh, you know, you got to go to the top there, uh, the, the 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 CEO of Google uh, and Alphabet. So, anyways, that one of the the magnificent seven, the fabulous seven that might be having a few issues right now. Now, why did Palo Alto Networks go up so much yesterday? It surged yesterday as Nancy Pelosi discloses a purchase. <laughs> now, I looked into the timing here, okay? Palo Alto Networks surged 9% yesterday, and it's surging again today, as Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi disclosed that she bought positions in the cybersecurity company. Well, she didn't really buy the stock. She purchased between half a million to one million worth of call options. That's an extremely aggressive and speculative move there, Barry. Yeah, I mean, how many how many <laughs> shares do you think that she's uh, uh, controlling, right, with that particular uh, call option? And, you know, we can get into, we can get into politics, whatever we want, but, you know, just in, in general, con- Congress people or people in government buying large amounts of options oh, is, or is a cybersecurity stock. Well, just just right? buying a bunch of options is is seems pretty. Uh, uh, it seems like it shouldn't be even allowed. I mean, it's something that's. Uh, it, I mean, there's a bit. It's a leveraged play, essentially. Highly leveraged. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I, I mean, I've. And we've had clients before that were, you know, uh, you know, part of the speak in front of Congress at the Atomic Energy Agency. They can't even buy certain mutual funds because they had, you know, one small position inside of it that, you know, that yeah. somehow was tied to their, you know, to their expertise. I mean, literally had to give this report to the government on a, you know, on a on a you know, regular basis. And then you got you know, Congress people, Bank regulators, and she's, not, and she's not the only one. But no. you know, you got Congress people who uh, are buying call options. It just it doesn't doesn't make sense. Of no, I mean, plenty of Republicans and Democrats are involved in this. Well, we had a we would get a knock on our door if we were buying <laughs> yeah. a million dollars worth of you know some stuff in a cybersecurity company. Right. I mean, like it's almost like what does she know? Are we? Is there a major cybersecurity attack getting ready to happen? That and when she did got she buy of? I Do can tell know? you, February the twelfth. And okay. the, if you remember, the stock got clobbered, tanked, uh, tanked a- after that, right? About so two weeks a, after that, been a bit that. of a ride for her. <laughs> and you know, look, because of the leverage nature of these things, when the stock goes down, it, that stock went down twenty eight percent in one day. <laughs> Those options had to have gone down. 80 or 90 percent in one day so she stepped up to the plate on that day and put in another hundred million hundred thousand and another two hundred fifty thousand 
So in other words, she double she. What do you call that when you uh, when it yeah, doubled down? She doubled down, but <laughs> she, she also she that averaged in, she averaged, averaged down, <laughs> so that lowers her cost basis. Yeah, and and you know the other thing is from a from a um, just from a client standpoint, if if you and I had a uh, you know had a client that we were purchasing a, a million dollars worth of uh, Palo Alto call options for that was eighty three years old, there better be a really you know a, a compelling reason right for uh, for doing so. Well, I, if a if a senator called me or a congressperson <laughs> called me and said, "Hey, Bill, I want to place a big bet on," <laughs> I don't think I would. I would hang up the phone and say, "Man, you get me in trouble." It seems sounds like yes, yeah, sounds like insider trading. Who's her broker? I think it's allowed for them, right? Yeah, how does she place that trade? Okay, know. well, we're in earnings season still. We're at the very tail end. We'll get to lows here in a minute. You know, I think both lows and uh, Home Depot have become non-growth companies. I hate to say it, but they've joined the. The soggy club, the stodgy old growth giants of yesteryear, were once a great idea and of fast-growing stocks sweeping the nation, has now swept the nation and has really nowhere left to go. Uh, and you end up in the same camp uh, as McDonald's and Starbucks and Johnson and & Johnson and uh, Kimberly Clark uh, and Procter and & Gamble and Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all the other uh, cadre of single-digit growers. And uh, it looks like time has finally caught up with the two big uh, uh, building uh, supply giants that uh, were a couple of the greatest ideas of all time, uh, made all the founders rich, made the people that worked there rich, uh, made the people that invested in it wealthy, but now time has caught up with it. Mathematics have caught up. There's nowhere left to go unless they start building them in China or Mexico or Brazil or Argentina or Canada or whatever. They're single-digit growers uh, that pay a dividend. And that, uh, to me, doesn't fit my strategy of best stocks now. They're not best stocks now anymore. We're going to get some more earnings. I think we got American Tower already, Beyond Meat which hasn't turned out uh, to be much. Macy's uh, has reported. Uh, Devon Energy will report. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines. AutoZone has reported. Cracker Barrel uh, has reported. And Urban Outfitters will report after the close. Tomorrow we're going to get Salesforce. Uh, that's probably the big one uh, for the week other than, uh, than uh, Lowe's. Well, look at this. We've got another obesity drug. Viking Therapeutics, which I've had on my radar <clears throat> because I know that they're one of the ones that is that uh, you know has been working on a weight loss drug. This stock is up 75% today. VKTX, Viking Therapeutics, uh, after releasing strong Phase 2 results. So they're in Phase 2 for their GLP-1 dual agonist, VK2735. And it's that GLP, that's the uh, the magic formula that uh, Lilly and Novo Nordisk have put to use in their weight loss drugs. Uh, Viking met their primary endpoint, stock up 76% right now. Okay, when we come back, we'll take a look uh, at a lot of other stocks 
This is the Best Stocks Now Show. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now Show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. And welcome back here to the uh, second uh, half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, I see Apple is on the move here. Now, my app has been in their store uh, for, I was one of the very first ones to have a uh, financial app in the Apple store. And uh, they took uh, a whopping 40% out of my height. Now, my experience has been, I, I doubt that very, very few people ever find my app through their store. But it's the rules, which I play by. Okay, you don't have a choice. They're going to take a big chunk out of your hide. Uh, all the people that uh, subscribe to my app, I would argue, and I think my experience would tell that uh, they come from uh, my own uh, efforts on the radio show, etc. <clears throat> but once you go into the app, you have the ability to also subscribe to my newsletter. Okay, they've been fine with that for 10 years. All of a sudden, they're cracking down, uh, and the EU is investigating. They made a decision to remove access to certain apps by passing its app store, and that has led to an investigation by the European Union. Well, we have a fix. I mean, obviously, we can uh, somehow uh, move the subscription for the other things uh, so it all stays within the app store, and we're working on that now. Uh, but in the meantime, the iPhone maker said it will disable access. They call them progressive web apps, which a lot of people have gone to that model with their apps. Uh, that allows a company to create apps that can be accessed as a web page. Uh, Apple contends that cutting off these people is simply part of an effort to comply with their rules help shield its users to security and privacy risk. But the move by Apple also prevents developers from avoiding a 30% commission fee on purchases through the App Store. (laughs) That's a steep commission for them to take off of a guy like me that writes a newsletter and really doesn't get any customers. That's why I invented my web app which is outside of these uh, pariahs like Apple and Google. And Google, on the other hand, wouldn't let me use, even though the app's been in there for years, wouldn't let me use Best Stocks Now, that name, when I upgraded the app, which creates all kinds of confusion, right? Now you've got to find Gunderson Quant Ratings. And they left the old app in the App Store, uh, and people are actually subscribing to Best Stocks now, and it, that's just a shell now because they removed all, all, all the guts from it. So, 
you know, I couldn't be any matter at Google uh, and Alphabet, but these guys, man, they they rule with an iron fist, and you got to obey their rules. <laughs> Anyways, the web app uh, I like, that's the one I use all the time, but I snap pictures from the the Apple app to use in my newsletter uh, every uh, every weekend. Okay, Lowe's beats top and bottom line estimates. <laughs> and actually the stock is breaking out a little bit today. But here 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 is the uh, here's Lowe's last four quarters, okay? We talked all about uh, Nvidia's 400%, 300%, 500, you know, just incredible uh, acceleration of growth in both the top line and the bottom line. Here's Lowe's. Their last four quarters of sales, minus 6%, <clears throat> minus 9%, minus 13%, and minus 17%. So their sales versus one year ago, and I don't have an, a reason or an explanation. I know they benefited somewhat yeah, they from COVID. Certainly had a lot of demand, right? Pull, get pull forward uh, from you know from home projects and things of that nature. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, still comp wise, still uh, their last four quarters still have not been terrible. Right yeah. now, their earnings over their last four quarters plus five percent. That was a year ago. Then it's negative two percent, negative six percent, and this quarter that they just reported is twenty-two percent less than the same quarter last year. So I have to believe. Okay, I'm going to just you go back a year ago today when Lowe's, uh, you know, reported their earnings. You have to believe that there's a lot of inflation involved there. Maybe not having products from the shipping delays. I don't know if that's a factor. Uh, I think, pro- well, and demand. There's three things. Demand has de- dropped. I don't know if Amazon's become a big competitor to them. Uh, their profit margin has dropped, and i got to believe that's inflation. <clears throat> so that's a huge drop. Sales down 17%. Earnings down 22%. And yet the stock is up. 3.1% today, <clears throat> I just say, no thanks. It doesn't meet my criteria, and it hasn't for quite some time. The stock was down. They're saying that it's do-it-yourself demand is slowing down. I guess everybody's done all the projects that they could. <laughs> yeah, and, and, we've, you know, and, and we've owned them in the past in dividend, yeah, uh, dividend, d- dividend the and dividend. growth portfolio, right, and Home Depot. But, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's uh, just because it's maybe a, a, a store we frequent or, or our wives frequent doesn't mean that uh, it's a great stock. It's, uh, no, nope. I say it all the time. You can you can have a great product, but it doesn't mean it's a great stock tone. Well, I never run out of do-it-yourself projects here. I have two large gardens. Garden, and, yeah. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I supplemented the uh, organic compost in there with 20 bags from Lows that they delivered to my driveway. You did that this weekend, didn't you? And I hauled them all one at a time. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, a little bit at a time, I'm getting things planted. Okay, so not a good report. Workday tumbles even as Wall Street de- defends it after weak guidance. Now, that was this morning. Let's see what Workday's do. Eh, it's down 2.4%. You know, Workday actually is one of the great stocks in the market today. 
we don't own it. We've owned it in the past. It has a I little bit of a valuation problem. I think we've written that one up before in the past. Yeah, yeah maybe. Around, uh, kind of that one with, with ServiceNow. <laughs> Obviously, we still still uh, frequent ServiceNow. But. Well, I'm, I updated my valuation on Workday just about a week ago, and I still show 85% upside potential. 85% upside potential. Uh, it is off a little bit today. I, I, I don't know. I'll have to uh, do redo my valuation. But the stock is ranked number 215 uh, in our system. Uh, it was up 83% last year as it rode the tech wave. And uh, it's up 14.5% so far this year. It's not in the Magnificent 7, but maybe in the Magnificent 25 or so. It's an $80 billion company. Uh, so they did report today, uh, and uh, their sales were up 17%, and their earnings were up 60%. But I guess that's not good enough uh, with the expectations. Okay, another one that has reported today, actually one of the great stocks of all time. Yep, you, it is one of the great stocks of all time, and it was in my book back in 2013. And it's an unlikely candidate to be a great stock. AutoZone. Come into, check into the zone. They had, uh, their sales are growing about 5 to 6% these days. They're not the growth engine that they once were either. Uh, but you know, when a new community, like I, I see a, a community like Somerville here in South Carolina, which is booming, that's like one of the first stores that goes in to service that community right after Chick Fil A. Okay, Chick Fil A goes in first. <laughs> uh, Public supermarket, a gas station, couple get then pretty soon Starbucks. Don't forget a Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks, pretty, a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's. Pretty soon there's ten gas stations, but somewhere in there. An auto zone goes in because people need auto parts. Uh, their earnings up 17%. Now, most people don't realize <clears throat> uh, who's the guy that uh, tried to salvage Sears uh, and Roebuck. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> his yacht that. was here yeah. about uh, a year ago. Yes, I exactly. It, on the, uh, it was tied up to the dock. Not my dock. Uh, my doc's got rowboats and seagulls and stuff like this and old babies. Is it Ed- Eddie? Eddie Lampert. That's it. That's it, yeah. He's got a mega yacht that took up the whole harbor just about. <laughs> it went by my boat and nearly swamped me. His big money was made in AutoZone, which has been one of the great stories of all time in the stock market. And guess what? AutoZone is hitting a new all-time high today. On a breakout. We don't currently own it because I can't really justify the current price. There's not that 80% upside potential. AutoZone's up $170 a share to 2938 6.1% as they came in with a very good earnings report. We'll be right back. We'll take a look underneath the surface of the market. Go 
Dan, welcome back to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. Okay, well, there's a few other stocks here uh, in the news today that are definitely worthy uh, of mention here uh, because they are players in our economy. Let's begin with Trex. Believe it or not, Trex has been one of the big winners over the years. Trex came along with plastic lumber, right? Especially that beautiful white. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I had my share of treks when we lived on uh, some acreage there in San Diego. Uh, and we did a treks uh, three panel white fence. It was beautiful. It does break. Yeah, it made more sense uh, when uh, lumber prices went through the roof, right, uh, during uh, during COVID. So the cost-benefit analysis made uh, a lot more sense for Trek, actually. Yes, and, and of course, boost. a lot less maintenance uh, right. on, on it and painting and whatnot. Uh, Usually and, cooler on your feet when you're walking across it yes. here in uh, South Carolina <laughs> without shoes. Now, the the problem with, uh, you know, every a lot of people here have uh, docks, okay, and little piers. and Mine is made of wood, uh, and I had uh, I had a guy give me a price for this pressure-treated composite wood that uh, looks better and never have. It was like four times the price. I was about to say that you probably choked. You probably need well, to, yeah. I'm Scandinavian, half Scandinavian. This Scandinavian's not going to pay four times. I don't care how good it feels. No splinters and all this and that, this and that. It'll last forever. Well, okay, fine and dandy. But four times the price? Macy's reports. Uh, you know, Macy's is now, believe it or not, a small cap stock. And you think of the history of Macy's. It was the anchor tenant in all your bricks-and-mortar malls, along with J.C. Penney's, and usually a Sears uh, at one corner of the mall. I think back to uh, uh, my days in San Diego, we had the big Mission Valley Mall where uh, uh, Penney's, uh, Sears, uh, May Company, uh, the Broadway. Do you remember all those names? Oh, Where yeah, yeah, are they today? Gafers, or, or eventually Dillard's. Yep. Uh, um, I, I remember the computer store in there, not Radio Shack. They usually had Radio Shacks in there. But, yeah, they uh, were was, always in there. The other one was uh, Babbage, Babbage's, which was yeah. a, uh, which I think uh, I think Babbage is is, is known as uh, I don't know his first name, but I think he's known as kind of like the father of the computer. So that's where that name came from years ago. Yeah, we had Circuit City. I was going to uh, say Circuit City was probably we close. We had Egghead <laughs> Software. Uh, we had Orange Julius's in the mall. Uh, those were the days. Okay, now Macy's operates 722 department stores. I've been in the big one uh, in uh, New York City, which uh, is basically a whole square block. I mean, and the Macy's Day Parade and everything. But now it's a shell of what it was, but they did have a good report. Here's their earnings over the last four quarters. Minus 48%, minus 74%, minus 60%, uh, and all of a sudden plus 30%. That's earnings, plus 30%. Uh, I've heard that they're going with smaller stores and higher quality to compete, I guess, with uh uh, the discounters and whatnot. But Macy's has had a pretty good year. Is it going to survive? Uh, well, the market's not real optimistic. The P.E. ratio has ranged between 3 to 6 
recently. Three to six uh, times earnings. Uh, that's not a lot of uh, faith and confidence. Dillard's also reported today. Uh, Dillard's is one of the one of the few survivors. <coughs> Their sales were down. Their sales are flat. I mean, dead flat. No growth whatsoever. Their earnings are going to drop 29% this year, 18% next year. They're actually bigger than uh, Macy's. They're $7 billion. Uh, Macy's is $5.5 billion. Uh, uh, Dillard's is headquartered in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, and I'm sure Macy's is headquartered in uh, New York City. Yes, New York, New York. Uh, I don't think there's a Dillard's Day parade of any sort, or the, I don't remember the Dillard's bowl game uh, being played <laughs> between the Arkansas Razorbacks and whoever. Uh, Dillard's, so is a survivor still. Uh, the stock is uh, hitting a new 52-week high today, believe it or not. It's one of the few department stores still hitting new highs. It has a relative strength of 91 on a scale of 1 to 99. And they've actually grown their earnings over the last five years at an average of 46% per year, but it's starting to level off. And uh, I don't know that Dillard's just picked up everybody else's clients. uh, Or um, I know my wife likes Dillard's. We we are, uh, you know, our local mall that, you know, you usually have the the local mall that ends up being, you know, kind of going out, you know, most of it begins, you know, goes out of business. um, And and Dillard's was one of the few things that remained in that store. And and me and my dad used to joke with my mom that she she was the one keeping Dillard's open. And my wife. (laughs) My wife and her and keeping them alive. That that and Planet Fitness. Because Planet Fitness, you know, moved into all the... Either J.C. Penney's or Sears uh, locations over the years. Now, one last little story: that North uh, Mall, Northgate Mall, what's it called? North something. Yeah, North, Mall. North Woods. North, yes. uh, North something. Yeah, That's where uh, Tim Scott was discovered. He was working at a Chick Fil A, uh, and his boss at the time took him under his wing uh, and gave him some guidance and everything. And the guy ends up being a, the senator of South Carolina. And, a potential candidate for uh, VP. Trump's running mate. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, that mall was famous for for that incident also. Okay, we're out of time. I hear the. Uh, I almost hear the music here when the music's over. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to get two free weeks of the newsletter, where are you going to find best stocks now? Well, you can search the world over, uh, or you can come to our uh, newsletter every week and get it coming into your inbox. That's pretty easy. Go to GundersonCapital.com. But better yet, put us to work uh, on your portfolios. Uh, get rid of the, we'll do some weeding there, haul in some compost, some dirt, uh, you know, get some fresh stuff in there, a little bit of fertilizer, uh, some potash, some uh, whatever else, nitrogen and uh, get some lively stuff in there. And we tend it every day. Every day we tend that garden. Uh, Give us a call at 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 